It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, let's dive right back into immigration, and we'll go to Washington, D.C. with Representative Warren Davidson from Ohio's 8th District. And uh, Ohio, of course, Representative Davidson uh, becoming one of the fast-growing recipients of illegal migrants crossing into the country, now being sent out across the states by various means. Uh, from your district, your state, to the Beltway, how do you see this growing crisis? Well, we saw it coming uh, when Joe Biden was a candidate, and we saw it immediately when he was inaugurated. Uh, you know, one week after he was inaugurated, I was down at the border because we knew what was coming. It was so predictable because of the policies that he promised that we would have a surge of illegal immigrants at our border. And lo and behold, we have a humanitarian crisis there, all because of bad policy. If you take another view of this, as I have, the states and what they can or can't do, the states will not be notified if private organizations uh, bring illegal aliens into the state. A government agency has to notify the governor. And in Ohio, Governor DeWine would likely not be notified. I've tracked this problem for years. But now the Biden administration is handing out contracts to a group like Endeavors, $86.9 million. Uh, the money can't be stopped at the congressional level, is there anything the House can do to file suit in any way against the Biden administration? Well, I do know they're looking at the lawsuit angle. The, the trouble with the House uh, is that the Speaker, uh, if you know, the House sets its own rules and it's done by, by majority. So that's the thing where we're hamstrung in a lot of ways. Uh, even getting subpoenas, you know, the majority controls all this, having good hearings, the majority sets the topic. And of course, you know, the House, led by Speaker Pelosi, their reaction to this uh, emergency at our southern border was to pass two amnesty bills this past week. So things aren't going well. And frankly, our governor invited more refugees to Ohio. When it comes to the right, you're right about the subpoenas, the majority, of course, controlled by the Democrats. But House Republican leadership can file suit against the administration if they're violating federal law or regulations. And in this case, along the border, according to some reports, over 3,000 children in detention facilities beyond 72 hours, which is the current regulation. And this is no longer conjecture. This is accurate reporting, both from House uh, and Senate members, plus news organizations. So the administration is violating federal law. No, you're 100% correct there. Uh, And frankly, not only is it bicameral that's observing this, I mean, it's bipartisan. I mean, Representative Henry Cuellar, Democrat from Texas, is calling attention to this problem because it's overwhelming his district. And, uh, you know, I wish it was more bipartisan. I mean, it used to be. Uh, at one point in time, but uh, it has become such a such a divided uh, party line issue. And look, enforcing our law, this is the minimum duty owed to the citizens of the United States. I don't know how many citizens other members of Congress represent, non-citizens other members of Congress represent. I represent American citizens. Uh, and when you bring these folks in and dilutes the value of American citizenship, when you reward illegal entry into the United States, 
Uh, and the, the, the problem is when you have people that are staying 10 days because there's more uh, surge than we have infrastructure to be able to deal with it, what the administration wants is to be ordered to release them, to go back to catch and release. And catch and release doesn't mean release like back into a third safe country, like what Donald Trump had negotiated and worked to release them back into the United States. So what the Trump administration did wasn't to succeed in getting a law passed that says they shall be released into a safe third country. They were able to do administrative authority and make that happen with negotiated arrangements with other other countries like Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador. Um, and, and that's the problem. If you force the administration to release people after 72 hours, their solution is to just release them back into the interior of the United States. Well, they're already doing that. They're stopping uh, notices to appear, leaving that as a, quote, prosecutorial discretion uh, approach at the immigration courts level on the southern border. They're overburdened, you know, no fault of the courts in, in that sense. Uh, so they're already effectively doing this. And, you know, going back to what can be done, these private organizations that are being contracted, whether it's an Endeavor's out of Texas or any other organization, the various NGOs, is there uh, any anything in the works by the House leadership on the Republican side to bring this out even more? Look, you can't get it into committee, out of committee and discussion. But again, you know, there are issues here that need to be at least highlighted, if not just open, you know, open to the public. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be open to the public. There may be things that 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 succeed in terms of being filed, uh, an injunction to try to stop the payments. Um, but I think what the administration will go back to is 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 the fact that they're not able to hold people past 72 hours, so they have to have some remedy. Uh, and 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 they're saying the remedy is uh, to pay these these uh, NGOs, and you know, effectively paying uh, you know for hotel rooms or. Um, people who came into our country illegally. And look, the more cost-effective solution is to do uh, what Trump showed worked. You know, we, President Trump showed that when you treat border security as national security, when you secure the border, uh, when you enforce, uh, you know, immigration laws, uh, it, which is the obligation of the executive branch and the president of the United States, then uh, you don't have surges at the border. Uh, and, and, you know, you see some of the reporting where they'll ask uh, illegal immigrants uh, who come in, would you do this when Donald Trump was president? No. Why are you doing this now? Well, President Biden, you know, and uh, it is a very clear distinction between uh, the solution and the policy proposal. You go back to the presidential debate, uh, Democratic uh, primary debates. And, you know, I remember a scene where all of the uh, contenders were raising their hands saying they were going to give free health care to people who came here illegally. I mean, what do you think is going to happen when you do these things, when you start talking about amnesty bills and uh, chain migration and every other, you just get here legally and you can bring your whole family. Um, you're going to have a, you're, this is a predictable outcome. And it's, uh, you know, it does show that elections have consequences for sure. You know, a lot of, not a lot, but a few states have already begun to work where you have the congressional delegation working with the governor's office and their fellow representatives in the state to maybe work from a state perspective or at least coordinate their efforts against this influx of illegal immigration and balkanization of American communities. 
Is there an effort underway in Ohio to work with Governor DeWine and with state representatives from the Republican delegation in the House or even your Senate representatives? Yeah, not on this issue. And here's the here's the challenge, uh, David. If you look at states that are saying, hey, we can welcome more people in, they're being rewarded with more representation. I mean, California's got roughly five extra members of Congress because when we do the census, they're counting non-citizens and citizens alike for apportionment of congressional districts. Uh, like I said, I represent American citizens. We've got a, a constitutional amendment uh, to basically settle what should already be plain, obvious reading of, of the existing Constitution and law, the districts are drawn to represent Americans. Um, and so when they bring these folks in, you get extra seats in Congress, extra electoral votes in the presidential elections, and extra dollars during appropriations. Uh, so every state is being rewarded uh, for, you know, for bringing people in illegally effectively. Now, there's other consequences for the communities uh, including depressed wages for American citizens uh, in low-skilled jobs. It creates a bigger black market, and these people that are at the border, they're being exploited by the cartels. I mean, they come in essentially as indentured servants with a debt to pay off to the cartels who place them in communities in America. It is It is a, well, it's just disgusting what's going on, the, these actions being taken by the administration. Let's move to a couple of other issues uh, that we have you here to talk about. My guest, Representative Warren Davidson from Ohio's 8th District, and I apologize, that's a top issue, so we've only got about uh, three minutes left or a little less. Uh, your Token Taxonomy Act on Cryptocurrency and Blockchain Projects, what's that about? Well, look, I mean, most people have noticed that there's this thing called Bitcoin uh, and it's going through the roof in terms of valuation. You know, it, one Bitcoin uh, when I got to Congress was about a thousand dollars. Now it's uh, I think about fifty seven thousand this morning. And, you know, what what it made famous is the underlying architecture is blockchain. And all these things, not all these things purport to be stores of value or even a means of uh, monetary exchange. Uh, they could represent uh, custody of an asset or something like that. So blockchain, I think, is going to be transformative in ways like the Internet uh, has been transformative. We haven't even begun to tap all the use cases for the Internet, and we're, we're not even a, a, at the very tiny tip of, uh, of blockchain applications. What's stalling it is we don't have legislative clarity in the United States around what becomes a security and what uh, is treated like a commodity. Bitcoin has taken off because... They have clarity. They're treated like a commodity. But you see this other asset, XRP, uh, is in, in the middle of a lawsuit with the Securities and Exchange Commission because is it really a security or is it a commodity? Is it something else? This law would settle that, so it would be a bright-line test and provide clarity for everyone. Well, we will continue to follow that. I'm with you, by the way, on the technology. It's amazing technology. Uh, this blockchain, the security in it, uh, and that is part of that next evolution in technology. Uh, but uh, we'll have to watch that a little more closely. Uh, you know, you've got this up there, and you're reintroducing this for the second time, by the way. So you're consistent, Warren. Uh, you, you always stay on top of the fight, and I appreciate that. Well, thanks a lot, and it's great to have some, you know, it's truly bipartisan bill. Darren Soto and Josh Gottheimer are the Democrats on it, and Ted Budd and uh, Scott Perry are the Republicans, and we're bringing people on as long as you can bring someone from the other party. So yep. hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get a good hearing on this bill, get it across the finish line this year. 
Well, grab yourself a wire cutter. Go join Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> take down the fences. How about that? <laughs> well, we need to get that down. We can, if Congress has had access to the vaccine since December, we got to get open for business and let the American people back into their house. Yeah. Get them back to work. Get our schools open. Get our kids. And you and I have had this discussion since day one. Let's just get this country back in work. And thank you as always. Great to have you back on the show. Thanks, David. Representative Warren Davidson from Ohio's 8th District. 866-95-PATRIOT-957-2874. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East on Sirius XM Patriot 125.